Welcome to Origin Gates Daily Podcast, Wisdom's Echo. This is Grant Mahoney, and it's such an honor and a joy to be sharing with you again today. I wanted to talk about thin places because um, my wife's parents have just recently been with us, or they're currently with us in Ireland. And as many of you know, about 11 months ago, my wife and I moved to Ireland. We moved back here after 21 years after having. A word from the Lord we held on to for 21 years and now finally it's been fulfilled. And her parents had been here and we went on a two-week holiday with them which was just absolutely phenomenal. And in fact today is my last day of that holiday and I'm back at the office tomorrow. And um, But it's just, Ireland is such an amazing place. I mean the Celtic lands are just so wonderful and as many of you know I have such a passionate love for them. My ancestry comes from here, my father's family was all from Cork and my mother's family was from County Roscommon where we're currently living in Ireland. And on our journey, um, we first of all we went down to the Ring of Kerry and we stayed in the Dingle Peninsula, right in Dingle Town on the harbour. And it's just, the beauty of this place is just phenomenal and there's so many what people term thin places where they say the veil between heaven and earth is thinner than in other places. And, and I know there is no veil because it's been torn. But if you understand what I'm saying, there's certain places where you just feel God more than you would feel him in other places. And for me, Ireland is one of those places. And um, one of the places we love going to is um, Galerus Oratory, which is the oldest church in Ireland. It was built around 1,600 years ago. And all it is is just stones piled on top of one another. There's no cement or anything like that. And um, even today, it's still watertight. So you can just imagine the building skills and, and the masonry that these guys worked in was just absolutely phenomenal. But we love going there because there's a real presence in this place. And it's, it's almost like it's a portal. And I remember the one time many years ago, well, maybe five years ago, we were here with a tour group and... Um, we took them to Galerus Oratory and we went inside the church and we crammed in this really, really small, maybe four meters by three meters, whatever. It's not a big church. It's really, really small. But we packed all 40 of us in there somehow. And um, we just started to worship the Lord. And as we were worshiping, you could physically see these blue lightnings on the ceiling. And the presence of God was just absolutely unbelievable. And there was a couple standing outside and we obviously noticed them and we thought, oh, okay, we need to get out. We don't want to hog all the time in here. And so we finished our song and we went, we went out and this couple said, what were you doing? And we said, we were just singing. We were just praising the Lord. And they said, we've never heard anything like that ever. And so one of our guys inquired a little bit about them and they basically, they weren't believers. They weren't Christians. They were atheists, but they'd never heard anything so beautiful in their lives. And they asked us, would, can we go back in and would you guys sing for us? And so we said, yeah, okay. And so we went in and I remember the, the husband and the wife standing right next to me and we began to sing and the tears were just flowing down their, their cheeks. It was incredible. And to me, that is one of those thin places where just amazing things can happen because there's a history there. There's a history of the life of those that have walked before us that have paved a way for us, that have spent time engaging with the Father, that they've opened up a portal and a realm 
where we can come now 1,600 years later and just step into that place, which for me is just absolutely phenomenal. And on our journey as we were driving around and we were showing Sam's parents around, they just kept commenting on the beauty in Ireland. And it is, Ireland is just phenomenally beautiful. There's just so many places, but there's an ancient, I don't even know what it is, an ancient presence, an ancient sound in the land that just calls out. And it, and it calls out to me, maybe some people will come here and they don't feel anything, but I just feel so much in these lands. And... Um, one of my all-time favorite places is a little rock off the coast of Ireland. I think it's 14 nautical miles off the coast of Ireland called Skellig Michael. And we weren't able to sail there this time, but we went to the Skellig Michael um, Experience Center, Visitor Center, which is just um, on the Kerry coast. And that's where you catch the boats to go to Skellig Michael. And if you don't know what Skellig Michael is, Skellig Michael is just this huge rock sticking out of the sea. And many, many thousands, hundreds of years ago, these monks got on a little curra, which is a little boat with no, um, no rudder, just a sail. And they went in and the wind took them there and they built this monastery on the top. And if any of you have ever watched the Star Wars movies, well, it's in those movies, which... Sounds cool, but it's actually not because the whole reason for Skellig Michael was a place of solitude, a place of contemplation and a place of prayer and engagement with the Father. And the kinds of things that happened on there were just phenomenal when these, these monks would go there on pilgrimage. There were only ever 12 at a time. But when you see what they built up there, and there's 636 stairs to get to the top of this thing, Ancient stairs, I mean, you're talking stairs one, I think that was 1,200 or 1,400 years old. And we got to climb those stairs and go to the top and sit in one of the beehives, which is another one of these rock formation things. And what the monks would do is when they were there, they would just sit in there and engage with God. They would commune with him and literally be taken in the spirit into the realm of the kingdom of heaven and just have this amazing time with God. They would be in there for sometimes up to a week with no food or water and their bodies would be sustained by the power of the spirit because they were engaging with their heavenly father and as we were at the um at the visitor center we watched this little short movie on on skellig michael and the history about it and and all that kind of stuff and my father-in-law was nearly moved to tears because there's just such a presence a presence of devotion and this absolute awe of who God really is and building a relationship with him and, and beginning to engage with him at a level that I think the modern day Christians forgotten all about. And so as we continue to, to travel around Ireland, there were all these amazing places. And then our last week we spent in Connemara, which is the west coast of Ireland. And I guess the furthest west town is a town called Clifton. But that place for me and Sam is probably our favorite place on earth. Sam is my wife and um, we just love it there. The, it's like the mountains and the lakes and the rivers and the browns and the greens. It looks different to anywhere else in Ireland. And it is just so beautiful. And there's so many places where as we were driving around or we'd get out the car, I would just feel the presence of God. I would feel the Holy Spirit all, all around me. And... I just love being there and I think one of the reasons I'm talking about this is not just because of my love in the Celtic lands but my love of Celtic Christianity and the way these 
these people just functioned in the stuff that I long to function. When you read some of the books and the stories about the Celtic saints, it just blows my mind at what they did and how fearless they were. And, you know, we, when we think of St. Patrick, most people think of green and getting drunk on St. Patrick's Day. And that, to me, is such a dishonor to his life because that man was fearless. And he had a governmental anointing on his life because he was only sent to the kings. And when he would convert the kings, all their people would be converted. And one man turned a nation upside down and literally brought an entire nation to its knees and under the rulership of heaven. And Ireland became known as the light of the world. And one of the reasons I'm doing this podcast is because we have a new school starting. And if any of you have ever met Ray Hughes or you know Ray Hughes, he is an amazing man. Him and his wife are just two of the most wonderful and beautiful people that I know. And I dearly, dearly love them, even though I haven't known them for a long time. Our friendship has just blossomed because I think we have a kindred spirit in terms of understanding the, the Celtic lands and, and what sits here and what's on this place. And so my wife and I spoke to Ray and his wife, Denise, and two other friends of ours, Stevie McKee and Jane Schroeder, and most of you will know them. And um, we are starting a school, which is launching in January next year, uh, called The Celtic Way. And this school is all about Celtic Christianity and the power of Celtic Christianity and the things that they did because there's a dimension and there's a path to me which is so ancient that the modern church has sort of left behind and maybe called old and I don't believe that it's old I just believe it's ancient and there's a place that we can step into it's like the dimension that Yeshua our Savior stepped into which is the dimension of there is no lack there is no poverty there is no sickness he carried something with him that he carried a different dimension when he walked on the earth. A different realm was all around him. And I believe the Celtic saints carry that same thing in, in their lives. Whether they were from Ireland or Scotland or Wales or England. They carried something that turned the world upside down. And turned people's lives upside down. And, and the manifestations that were around them were just incredible. And their love and their communion with nature was something that is unique to them. Because they, they had a dominion in the realm of nature which we've lost but not just a dominion a communion and a communication with nature which i found absolutely fascinating like we we did a tour to scotland and ray was talking about how they, they would stand on a beach for instance and they would listen to the waves crashing and they would get their sermon from the waves crashing because they would hear the voice of god in the waves or they'd stand in a forest and listen to the wind blowing through the trees and and they would hear what God was saying and the word that he was bringing and they would release it. And it was always 100% spot on. It was something out of, out of God's very own creation. And they, it's not that they worship creation. They worship the creator, but they understood that there was this place where they could have this intimate relationship with creation and work and partner together with creation. And, and we've lost that even with stories. Some of the stories with the animals and different things like that. It, was just, it just blows my mind, really. And so we are starting this school, like I said, it's called um, the Celtic Way. And if you want to go and look at it, the website's www.thecelticway.net. And it's a one-year school. And like I said, you've got Ray Hughes and his amazing wife, Denise. You've got myself and my wife, Samantha Mahoney, and Stevie and Jane. And, and we're going to be looking at a whole bunch of different things as we begin to 
take a journey really because that's really what I want is I want us to go on a journey together as we begin to look at Celtic Christianity like what's the background to Celtic Christianity what was the times what were the times like when these guys were doing what they were doing on earth it was a nice times it was known as the dark ages it was wicked and horrible times and but these men and women were fearless and they had to face so many different uh, difficulties and how did they do those kind of things and who were these people and we, we're going to look at many of the of the different saints and the and their lives and you're going to hear stories which are just going to blow your mind but these are things that have been actually recorded and are written down and, and some of the miracles and the signs and wonders that followed them were just incredible and you know when the scripture says that signs and wonders and wonders will follow the preaching of the word i wonder what's happening today because i don't see a lot of signs and wonders so are we really preaching the word and then we're going to look at ego because it's interesting how the ego is something that our Father, God, wants to destroy. And we're going to look at humility and compassion and being faithful in the small things and the everyday things in life. And we're going to look at hallmarks of the Celtic church and just different things like separation. How often do we do that in our modern world where everything is just go, 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 and there's no time for relaxation or separation? We're going to look at prayer the Word of God. How many Christians today, it shocks me to see, don't know the Word of God. Holiness, which is one of the main things that we are coming into. And I believe the next major move that Yahweh is about to release on the earth is a move of holiness. And I actually think when you look at all the moves that God's released, it's been holiness, which has been the key. But I think there's a move coming that's going to be, the, the focus on holiness is going to be so huge that it's going to shift nations. <coughs> excuse me we're going to look at things like community because that was one of the main things was their community monasteries and the, the monastery was really the hub of the town it was where everything happened it was where commerce happened it was where prayer happened it was where worship happened it was where learning happened these were amazing places we're going to look at discipline where's that today in in, in the church in the modern day church we're going to look at worship and the ministry of women the relationship with creation, which I've spoken about briefly, and spiritual authority, because these men and women had authority, like, it, just, it, it really just is unprecedented. And they govern, their governmental authority, to change entire nations, to have favor of God on them, they got to speak to kings and leaders. We're going to talk about the thin places and some of those, and then we're going to look at the power of the age to come. We're going to look at healings and miracles and signs and wonders. We're going to go beyond prophecy into what an oracle is. And because this is what these guys function in. These, these men and women were oracles. And we're going to look at evangelism with power, which is very different to the kind of evangelism we do today where we're handing out a tract or whatever. This is evangelism where signs and wonders led to salvations. And so I really want to encourage you that if you're looking for something and you're hungry to begin to function like these men and women function, then you really need to consider this school. It's going to be phenomenal. And it starts in January of 2023. Registrations are currently open and have a look and um, I'll guarantee you're not going to be dissatisfied. It's going to be amazing. Bless you and have an amazing week. Thank you.